First off, um, welcome to the Straight Out the Damn podcast, man. We have some very exciting news to tell you guys real quick. So um, you've been asking for quite some time, and uh, now we have it. Exclusive Straight Out the Den merch, right? So we have hats, snapbacks, we have hoodies, uh, we even have uh, t-shirts and crew necks. So look, if you want exclusive access to our merch store, here's what you got to do. Text the word UNLOCK to 678 872 2227. Once again, text the word UNLOCK to 678-872-2227. Once you do that, you're going to get a text message back. It's going to give you exclusive access uh, to our merch store and you're going to get 10% off on your first order. So I really appreciate you guys for asking. We finally have it. Everything worked out. I told you guys I had some things working uh, that we wanted to do. So uh, absolutely go there right now. All you got to do is text the word UNLOCK to 678 872 2227 to get exclusive access to our merch store and 10% off of your first order. So, um, this week's podcast, uh, we had a, it's, it's actually a very special podcast. You guys are used to us dropping on Thursday, but we wanted to give it to you guys a day early uh, because today is the celebration for the homie Alfred Banks. He's on the podcast today, but today is also when his album is available for pre-order the beautiful right this is his album dedicated to his brother um orlandis banks uh that passed away uh due to uh battles with schizophrenia uh he ended up taking his own life uh but this album really just is a walk through that whole experience um the car ride actually uh for for Alfred banks and he he gets into this in the interview uh but a lot of things are going and right now you can go on his website and check out the first single uh the funeral of orlandis banks and uh this is just him speaking at the funeral and things that kind of transpired at the memorial service for his brother's uh passing so we had a chance to talk with him man dope mc out of new orleans we we had him on the podcast before so you are very familiar with him but uh today we decided to talk about the album and he gave us some exclusive details and also gave us some some great tips on getting your music license and um and to different avenues and, and getting it synced into movies and television also so a great conversation you guys tune in uh right now uh to that but look before we go in there i do want to tell you something very quickly if you guys are listening to this podcast, you know that we love Lander. Lander is based in Montreal, Canada, and they're the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So just for being a listener to today's podcast, you're going to get a free trial. It's a new offer. You're going to get two free waves instead of two free MP3s. They're uncompressed waves. Uh, so just go to Lander dot com that's l-a-n-d-r dot com slash promo slash s-o-d-d uh, you go there or you can click the link in the show notes and you're going to get that free trial today's podcast is also brought to you by the good folks over at raps and hustles they're offering reposting services on their soundcloud and they also offer video services if you're in a tri-state area so go to raps and follow them on social media and let them know that straight out the den sent you but now here is the podcast a great interview with the homie afric banks enjoy yeah, like I, I saw, the, I won't say this. Well, I saw the list of whatever, and the guys, they just all kind of look the same. And like I've been told recently, you know, like aside from being told, like one thing you gotta have is money. Yeah. You do this, and you got, because I just passed up this deal situation, and um, the label is pretty cool. They have some very substantial artists on the label, and um, I won't go into names, but people, everyone knows who these guys are. Mm -hmm. But like I passed up because. 
it gave me like freedom, like creative freedom. I put out whatever I want, whatever I want. But it's the idea that like for a for a term of X Y Z years, I was signed to this label, and that idea scares me because I want to have the freedom to move where I want to move, yeah. work with who I want to work with. If I want to sign with another company to do this, I want to be able to do that. And so you gotta have money if you want to be on the because you want to play with the big boys. You gotta have money to play with the big boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I'm feeling like right now everybody's a SoundCloud rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got twenty thousand plays on SoundCloud. Like, you know, what, uh, where'd you drop your music on SoundCloud? It's to a point now where like people who don't know I rap, whatever, whatever they figure out I rap, they go, "Oh, you got music on SoundCloud?" Like, yeah. I got music on Spotify and Pandora. <laughs> nah, but you got on, on SoundCloud though. Yeah. Like, like they really, ever since Kanye put out a song on Spotify, I mean, on SoundCloud, it's become a thing, you know? And it really, like, it really, I don't know, it just, my nerves a bit, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's looking the same, everybody's, like, rapping the same kind of, it's either like, hey, putting a gun to with the turn up, hey, getting money with the turn up, or that, or it's like, uh, I'm doing pseudo-deep raps because I just smoke weed and now I'm inside of my own head, so think it, you know, it's like, bruh. Just be yourself, you know what I mean? And uh, so the industry is starting to like, and and what's funny is now I'm looking at myself in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. and people are looking at me saying that, like, not saying, but like people are giving me the vibe that like I'm not marketable because I'm not what's hot. I don't look like what's like in the, given my track record and everything I've done, there's still room for doubt because I don't look like I'm successful. You know what I mean? Like from a, from an aesthetic standpoint or whatever the case, um, it's like y- y'all look so worried about the wrong things, and so the industry is just kind of like is 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 really irking me. Mm-hmm. So when I put this album out, this new joint, I'm really about to uh, I'm gonna just let my success do the talking. You can say whatever you want about what I look like, or you know, I only got five thousand followers on Instagram. I only got three thousand on Twitter. But dog, I just did my first European tour. So like, what does that matter? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, but I guess we can we can officially yeah. start the interview now. Yeah. So like, yeah, this is the straight out the damn podcast, right? And you know, I I had to start recording prior because we were having a deep conversation before we actually started recording. I was like, look, we got to get all this on. So uh, the the guy that you've been hearing talking that that's Alfred Banks. Uh, so I like to welcome him to the podcast, even though he's already been here a couple of times. That you just heard him for like two minutes, really draw some yeah. some, some some dope information on you guys. But uh, just really kind of go back into what you were saying, man. It's like. I get that, too, because I'm in Atlanta. And so, like, being in Atlanta, those artists that to look out for, everybody's starting to look the same. And don't get me wrong, like, there are some pockets and, and shows that we try to curate. We try to make sure that we have artists that don't look uh, like a typical artist all the time. But, you know, it still happens, man. And it's just like, what happened to being an individual? And, and from the yeah. other side, it's like, I, I kind of understand because people are trying to get the check and they're trying to get it. Um, what you have is a lot of people who are not really rappers or, well, they're not really artists. They're just, they're literally, you know, jumping into rap to make money. They're not really in it for the craft. They're not in it for, you know, they're, they're not really musicians. They're not even really people that love hip hop. They literally look at rap like another hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, they're just trying to get this money. Yeah, they're trying to get the money. Literally trying to get the money. That's it. And, and so on one hand, I, I can't, I can't not the hustle, but on the other side, it's kind of like, man, it, it kills it because it's like you, you get the, the old and the um, archaic and, and people that's been in this industry forever. You have the people that are quote unquote running the industry 
all they see is like this is new this is fresh this is hot so this is what we're going to compare everybody else to and so they look yeah. to, to go and sign artists that's just like this as opposed to you know artists that that truly establish themselves and have some talent but like you said yeah no doubt you know you just came off a european tour so i i, I wanted to ask you about that as well man like that experience of being in another not not another state but another country and you're performing yeah. in front of people like what was that experience like for you it was pretty dope man i was um my dog uh just made it home uh my um Volkswagen. so uh shouts to uh blue audio out there in hamburg and shouts to Volkswagen. um so the commercial i did in say 2016 was an ill year we did the uh the Volkswagen commercial and the commercial uh we, we accumulated 1 million views, which is That's dope. super insane. I was like, wow, from Facebook to Twitter uh, to, to uh, YouTube, we did a mill, so it was crazy. And so the, the commercial was doing so well <clears throat> that Blue Audio, the people who licensed my song, they flew me out to Hamburg, Germany, to do uh, the Reaper, the, the Festival, festivals, uh, the Reaperbahn Festival, whatever. And so I got to perform in front of a bunch of, like, uh, Volkswagen execs and... Uh, creative, um, you know what I'm saying, people out, out in Germany, and it was a great, 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 great experience, man. That was nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they gravitated. People are, all, all, all my time doing music, people who've been overseas tell me, you know, they gravitate to the music or they just mm -hmm. like it because it's good. They weren't lying, man. Like, I made the most money I've ever made in merch at a show ever there. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was nuts. They show love. The crowd was great. There's, I have a, a recap video on my Facebook. You go to facebook.com slash underdog central. Um, you can see uh, I did a uh, like a recap video of my time there. I was there for a week, and uh, it was love, man. It was crazy to be seven hours ahead of where I live at. Yeah. Um, you know, talking to my girl, it's, it's just uh, nighttime over where I'm at, but it's like six in the morning where she at or whatever. It was a love. It was a, it was a lovely experience, man. I can't wait to go back. And uh, I think I think people once people start to really see that or get to experience that, their entire view of the music industry will change because they'll literally feel they'll really understand that it's it's a it's a global thing. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. I mean, it's super the international thing. So my time was fun, and I can't wait to do it again, bro. You you know you said something very important there. It's like <laughs> realizing that the world is so much bigger than the U.S., man, when it comes to hip-hop. I mean, when it comes yeah, to a lot of stuff, honestly, but, you know, in, in hip-hop, it's definitely that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. it's just to be to be somewhere. For, for one, being on the road is, a, is one experience in itself. It's like every night you are winning over a crowd. Like, you're going out there performing <laughs> performing it's a blank slate you know as, a, as opposed to performing in your hometown where people probably heard of you to go out in some of these places and, and you know gain fans every day it's a great experience but to go overseas where you know there's probably some people that don't even speak your language that just like amazed at the the the, the fact that you can rap and you have that ability and i think that's yeah, like just super dope to be able to do so and for, and for me it's weird because i'm in like an intermediate phase and I, I, cause I, I filmed the commercial in Spain, so I got to, like, walk around Spain for a week as well and see what they were talking about, Pamplona, Spain. And But for me, I'm in this intermediate phase because now when I tour across the country, I have fans. So I have people that come out to the show, but I still treat the show as if no one knows me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got fans out of Chicago when I do a show there. They, they come through, show love. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 
Uh, got people out in Philadelphia. Um, I got people in D.C., Mobile, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, you know, Florida, whatever. So, like, when I go places, people show love, even Denver as well, you know. So it's like you have, a, you know, some of the people in the crowd know who I am. They're very familiar with my music. You got the majority of the crowd who don't know or whatever, or it could be half and half. And so now, but I still treat it as if, you know what I'm saying, there's a crowd of people that have no idea who I am. Now, Absolutely. for me, the coolest thing, <laughs> the coolest thing was when I was in Spain. <clears throat> I was walking around. My man Caesar, uh, pronounced C or spelled C Z A, but it's Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh we were walking around Spain, and they had a dude with his wife, or I guess his girl or whatever. He didn't really speak too much English, but he recognized me. He was like, so I, uh, you know, you, you you I can't do a a, a transaction. He's like, you you Alfred Alfred Banks? And I was like, yeah. And he was like. What are you doing, like, here? In so many words, he was just trying to get out. What are you doing here in Spain? Like, why are you here? And I was like, what do you mean while I'm here? Why you Why you ran up on? He's like, man, you rap. You rap. I love you. I was like, yo. That's crazy. It like, it, like, <laughs> blew my mind. I was like, damn, man, I got fans in Spain. That was crazy. And, you know, obviously, Pamplona isn't a big city. So, like, the fact that we were filming inside of a Volkswagen factory, that that buzz kind of grew mm. and so people were like looking like oh those are the guys that are filming in that Volkswagen factory so like we were walking around we weren't superstars but people were like oh those are those guys so it was kind of tight man like you know so you know it, yeah it's those type of experiences I never I won't say I never thought I would experience it's just weird to finally get there you know what I mean it was good space yeah, it's it, it is it, it's it's an experience of a lifetime, really, man, to be recognized for your craft and, and for people. Yeah. that's somebody that didn't expect to see you in Spain, number one, and the fact that you were there and he's a fan of your music is is eye opening. And yeah, man, I'll say for me, right, um, one thing that I had to truly learn is like even on that that whole conversation that we're having about the world is so much bigger uh, than the U.S. is like a lot of times we'll get caught up in the numbers, and and so. Even with the podcast, right? One day I had like a, a bad week um, as far as the podcast go. Like, you know, the numbers that we normally do didn't hit the numbers that, that I was used to hitting. And, you know, some just told me to go and look at the countries. And, and, and I went and looked and I think we had we were playing in like 150 some countries, man. And it that's great. at that point, it kind of it, it hit me. and was like, you know what? Stop tripping on the U.S., dude. Like I, you have people in the U.K., people in, in Germany, you know, people all over that are listening. And so it's like you're getting caught up in how many people are listening in California and New York. It's like, dude, there's an opportunity for you to go overseas and do your podcast. You know, so it's kind of yeah. it's, it's, it's those moments. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you're on the line to kind of share that story. Um, yeah. Now, you're working on a new album and um, I, I know that you're setting things up right now. This is going to be the official second project um, up under yeah. Afro Banks, correct? Uh, yeah, 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 cause like I did the, uh, I guess the first project I ever did, and it was three actually. It's, it's the first album, but it's like the third project. Third I did project, project gotcha. And, and Joy Sand was two. Um, I did that over, that was my first project I put out as Alfred, and then we did a beautiful prelude, mm-hmm. and now the beautiful. Um, so yeah, bro, this is, the album is called The Beautiful. Um, it's, uh, I just got the email that it's, it's, uh, hit all the outlets. So okay. the pre-order goes up January 10th, which I'm super excited about. My baby, um, the album means a lot to me uh, from a personal standpoint as well as the music, you know what I mean? Just like how good the music really is. And uh, it drops March 20th. 
Okay. The okay, third no. year anniversary of my brother's uh, de- uh, suicide, you know what I'm saying? My brother, I had a brother named Landis Banks, my oldest brother. Um, he uh, suffered from schizophrenia, you know what I'm saying? He committed suicide. And so that was March 20th, 2014. So obviously that day was very emotional for me. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, I had a show that night. Um, I had a show uh, the same day of his funeral. Mm. So I had to leave his funeral in the middle of the, si- of the service because at a show that night and mm-hmm. so that was extremely emotional for me and the ride to the show was just crazy and so i decided to make an album about that car ride because that car ride was so emotional for me so my album takes place um at his funeral because if you listen to a beautiful prelude the ep mm-hmm. the last record is me driving to his funeral and so the first song on the album is me at his funeral and so we do that and uh i leave the funeral and I get in the, in, the, in the car, and I get to you know drive to the show. Fictionally, this doesn't this didn't this didn't happen in real life, but I decided to add this element. Um, on the car ride from the funeral to the show that night, I developed schizophrenia. Mm. So I started to battle that throughout the project. You know, what I'm saying the skits kind of create the energy for whatever song comes up next. You know, what I'm saying setting the situation up. So the skits are the voices, and so you know, I put a lot of work into it. It's a concept record, obviously, and it took about two years to make. It took about a year to really get out the way I wanted it to, and I just can't wait, bro. We dropping on the 30th anniversary of my man's death, so it, for me it's an emotional day, and it's just my tribute to him, but also a way to try to raise awareness of mental health and you know, in the, in the music through music, because right now mental health is becoming a topic more and more and more. Absolutely. And when I created it, when I yeah, when I created the album, obviously it was three years ago, so it wasn't even a topic about I was talking about it, but in recent history with the Kanye situation, with the Cuddy situation, with Troy Ave. Uh, talking about uh, my man from Pro Era, uh, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, mental health is becoming an issue. And so I think it's coming out at the perfect time three years later um, when, uh, I guess in that sense, I was kind of, I won't say ahead of my time, but like with the idea, I was a little ahead of the curve. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. We come around and finally come, you know what I'm saying? So new album, bro. March 20th is when it drops, man. Pre-order start January uh, 10th. It's called The Beautiful. Um Features my man Mickey Fax, he's on the record. Um, my man Mega Ran, he's on the record as well. Those are the only two features I have. I have a young lady named Kimberly Nicole. She's doing a lot of vocals on the backgrounds of some of the songs. But um, this is my best album I've ever put out. I'm very excited about it. And I just can't wait for the people to hear it, bro. For real, for real. That's dope, man. Like, for one, like, with, with March 20th being that date that you'll never, it's a date that you'll never forget. And to, yeah, to, to flip it, and make an album called The Beautiful. It's, it, to me, I'm just saying, like, it, it feels like you're turning a very dark situation in your life into something positive and something beautiful uh, yeah, by dropping the album. Like, so I, I just think that's super dope just to even do that and and it being a concept al- album as well that you can kind of get across and, and speak on some issues that, you know, d- to be quite honest, like, hip-hop are, at some point in time, we're just scared to talk about. You know, we don't talk yeah, about no mental doubt. health, and, and especially in black communities, like, we just don't talk about it. It's kind of like, oh, uh, you just get better. You know, it's, it's that. And yeah, we don't talk about the therapy pray. and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah shout like, out to you for it, doing it's that. Just, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, just pray on it, it'll go away. And it's like, nah, fam, my brother took himself out because he couldn't handle it anymore. It's like mm-hmm. a serious thing, you know, and so... For me, there are people, you know, uh, when I put out the beautiful prelude, shout out to my man Charles Hamilton. He um, he premiered it on his website, uh, on his blog, and uh, it started to get a little noise, make a little noise, and people were, uh, instead, it was jumping on it. Uh, but it didn't really get the love that it initially uh, got until, like, later on, me working it and me really doing shows. But one thing I, I saw was 
the people that it did because it, like like you said the numbers didn't they didn't really add up to what other songs have done on my on my on my SoundCloud or my Twitter oh, I'm sorry my uh, my Bandcamp whatever mm-hmm. but one thing I did notice was the, the 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 connection that it had to people was different than anything I've ever put out and uh, uh, shout out to my girl um, her name escapes me at the moment and it sucks because I uh, damn, what's her name? It's her name Jennifer. I don't even want to say her name wrong, so I won't say. But um, my girl, she drove. So I had a show um, in New Orleans back in October 2016, and this young lady drove all the way down from Chicago to see me rap, mm. uh, which is like 14 hours from from New Orleans. So that was that was a moment. And then she explained to me why she, you know, because uh, I had no idea who she was. Um, I believe her name is Jennifer. Um, but she told me that she has a son that's schizophrenic. And he's in a, a mental asylum. And when she goes to visit him, you know, she shows love. But she she played my music for him. And now that every time she goes there, he always asks, where's that song? Where's where's that project? I want to hear that, that project. And so yeah. for her son to have that connection to my music, it really, you know, it, it, it made me cry. And she was like, you know, once she knew, once she saw that connection, she just went to do research and figured out who I was. And I did an interview with BBC, BBC Russia, and she saw that interview and she just, just was compelled and she saw the show so she drove down so i gave her everything on my birthday was free yeah I was like, man. Yo, thank you so much man i appreciate that we took a flick you know what I'm saying i brought on stage without after my set was over show love and that's the thing that lets me know yo what i'm doing is you know it, it's, it's right it's the right thing to do it's the right energy that's needed right now and it, it was about that time you know what I mean? man that's Dude, that's a that's a heartfelt story, man. Just to yeah, yeah it was crazy. You know, just crazy. to know that you're touching people, man. Because I I don't know about you, bro, but like a lot of times being a creative person, you get caught kind of caught up in being creative. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, no, and no, so no, yeah. You, you're doing the work, and, and the expectations is kind of like, man, I'm just doing the work, and whatever happens, happens. And and just to hear that somebody's so motivated by your music and touched by what you do. Bro, driving fourteen hours not a small feat. You know what I mean? Like that's not. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I did that drive. Yeah, I did that drive early uh, from May to June. I did a tour with my man Dapper called the Beautiful Tour. Mm-hmm. It was in promotion for the album before the album came out, and uh, we were in Nashville. We had just did a show, and that night we got a call. Well, Dapper got the call like, "Yo, man, you want to open for um, two, uh, what was it uh, Tory Lanes and ASAP Ferg?" And so he looked at me like, you want to do it? I said, yeah. He's like, back in New Orleans. So we were going to drive to Chicago, but we had to drive back from Nashville, which is like six, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Did the show. Then literally right after the show, after talking to the fans, we got in the car. It was three in the morning. And we drove to Chicago. Yeah, and we man. got there three, four, five, six. I don't know, probably like maybe three, four that afternoon, maybe mm-hmm. five that afternoon or something like that. It was that's a long drive dog. that's a, that's a very that's a, long, that's a very long drive <laughs> yeah so and, she showed love man that was crazy yeah. jessica 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 name. jessica yeah shout out to you jessica if you if you hear this shout out to you you're a very special yeah, person man. and i wish nothing but happiness your way for real you you yeah. you're the reason why we continue to do what we do people like you exactly. so kudos to you for real yeah, um, man. She showed. She showed my love. Definitely, man. That's that's that motivates me, bro. Like that motivates me to keep going for real. Just to know that you have people out there that that are paying attention, even when you you think that no one's paying attention. There's people out there exactly. that's really paying attention to what you're doing. 
Um, exactly. That's, yeah, man, for real. You know, besides moments like that, man, what else really motivates you to, to continue doing uh, what you're doing? You know, being an independent artist that, you know, you have you have your local success and, and you, you've been able to, to travel, literally travel the world and perform your music. But what else continues to motivate you to keep going? I have a lot. As of late, man, putting this album out was my main focus. It's my main, like, goal in life. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure this album got out because... <laughs> You know, I've been working on it for so dang long. You know what I mean? Um, I've been working on it for so long. And so to see it finally come out was, like, the main goal. But on a more broader scale, for me, man, uh, being a creator, a creative is, um, is my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, genuinely, it's just my purpose. Like, I don't I don't see myself doing anything else. Like, I, if, if quote-unquote music don't work out, whatever that is, but mm-hmm. I always hate when people say that, but... If there was another alternate life for me, it would be working in the music industry in another realm, another yeah. way. Not like, you know. Yeah, music a is a party. Man, yeah. Yeah, being a creative is who I am. So for me, waking up in the morning, you know, saying, answering these emails, talking to my manager, figuring out what's the next move, what we're going to do, that's what wakes me up. That's what pushes me to do, you know, saying what I want to do, uh, pushes me to, to, to go further. And the fact that I've been able to accomplish all the things that I've, I've been able to do with no budget, mm-hmm. no no backing. Because um, a lot of people say things like, people say things like, um, you know, talent is the last thing people are looking for anymore. Nobody really looks for um, a person that's dope anymore. It's like, you got to have a story. Your story has to sell your music now. So it's like, you know, nobody just looks for the music. It's all about, with all the other stuff that's surrounding it, I'm the actual walking proof of the complete opposite. For mm. me, my all my success has come from the fact that I rap those. That's it. My story is found out later about gotcha. you know, what I've done or whatever. But most people jump on my, my wave because I rap good. That's it. I've gotten the commercial because I rap good. Tours across the country because I rap good. It's never been... Yo, he got green hair. Let's put him on stage. Like it's never been nothing there's, crazy. There's, there's no gimmicks. Been. There's no gimmicks. Yeah, there's no, it's, no, it's just rap. I rap dope. I put out dope music, and I work. So that's my that's my passion, man. For me, just seeing how I've been able to accomplish everything I've been able to do with with damn near nothing, it just makes me want to keep pushing and keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I I think a lot of times people underestimate the amount of work that it goes into being. An independent artist you know what i mean like there's yeah, there's a lot of work a lot of a lot of nights like you said you wake up and you're checking emails yourself there's no one to, to check emails and say hey do this do that it's like you got to do a lot of lead work yourself you got to go out and and, mm-hmm. and and contact promoters and and book your shows and you know a, arrange travel you got to do a lot of stuff on your own you know what i mean and, and I, I think honestly what it is a lot of artists are just not really ready to do that that's why people run around yeah. and really you know, try to get a deal because they're not ready to put in that type of work that it takes to truly be successful. Um, exactly. And yeah, for me, like shout out to my girl, Tavi, my manager, Tavi Osbey, she, she holding it down. I just, uh, there's a company here in New Orleans called Simple Play Presents that uh, they manage Tank and the Bangers, they manage Big Frida, um, Soul Rebels, and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they manage me now and I'm the first hip-hop guy they've ever met that's on the, the, the company. So she's been 
trying to train, not train me, but been trying to just give me the hint, hey, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can do it because I'm so used to doing it by myself, you know, yeah. I mean, with my, you know, with, with other people I work with, just you know, whatever. So I've been trying my hardest to like try to, you know, give the workload to her. And she's like, yo, I'm here. Like, you know, let me know what's up. So like for me, that transition is a little crazy. Yeah. But shout out to her, man. She be holding it down. Um, so, um, that's dope. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Earlier in our conversation, you mentioned um, getting your music licensed to get uh, in, into the commercial, the Volkswagen commercial. Um, how did you go about doing that for our audience? Like, you know, our podcast, we do talk a, a lot about uh, providing some, some guidance to indie artists. And so um, that's something that that's a whole nother income stream that a lot of artists are unaware of. You know, they're thinking that it's just put out your music and you know, hope that someone buys it on iTunes or, or streams it on Spotify or whatnot. But uh, that whole music licensing and, and, you know, getting your music synced in, in the movies and, and television commercials, how was that process for you specifically? Uh, it was hard as hell. Um, <laughs> it was, nah, it wasn't hard, man. Honestly, it opened up. I didn't even, it was an idea that I knew about because my OGs, like my man True Universal, they had that show uh, Treme on, on HBO. He had a song on Treme. Um, and that was something that I always wanted to get into, had no idea how to get into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that just fell in my lap because nothing just fell in my lap, but that's the opportunity that presented itself. I did not reach out to anybody for that. I got hit up about that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that, that was just kind of crazy. But for me, um, you know, now that I've done it, oh, my bad. now that I've done it, um, I can tell you that. Uh, everyone, please try to get a license and do it. It'll change your life. Mm. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. It'll change your life, bro. Like from a from a from a monetary standpoint to a to a to a name recognition standpoint. Like just you know because it's another way. Um, on the low is actually one of the main ways some of your favorite artists are actually eating nowadays. Absolutely. Nobody really buys music anymore. So actually, it's to a point now where man, I'm about to put this record out. And, you know, I'm asking my fans to support and buy. But the new fan that I come across, I'm like, yo, man, my album will be for sale. It's actually like I'm insulting them asking them to buy my music. Mm. So because of that, you know what I'm saying, you got to um, you gotta find other ways to get it. So, yeah, licensing is dumb important. You know, uh, have music with no samples. I repeat, no samples because yeah. I, that was actually an issue I got into with the commercial because they used my record Homecoming. And the original version had a sample. We got everything taken care of. But when you have a sample... And you know everything you, has to be either clear. you work. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can't clear the you know you, you got to clear the record. You got to hit up the publisher because you're having the um the actual master recording in your song. So you gotta gotta get it clear by the person who owns the record, who owns the master, and who owns the publishing to that record, right? Mm -hmm. To the to that master. So if you're not able to get in contact with both, you can always rework the sample, but you still have to hit up the person who owns the publishing to that record. Because just because you you reworked the song doesn't mean you you in the clear now. If somebody sampled my song on my album called Vice, if somebody sampled that record, I own the master and I own the publishing to it. So just because you re, you reworked my melody doesn't mean that you still don't have to pay me, right? So yeah, if you got money in it for if I were to you know if uh, for example I get another license and opportunity with a song on my album that has a sample. I hit up the people and tell them, yo, we need this sample clear for a Volkswagen commercial. They're going to tax you until the cows come home. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, <laughs> you, you want to just, just get original music as best you can. You know what I mean? And 
I, I can't go into details too much. I think it might be out by the time this comes out, but I have another license and opportunity. All I'm going to say is it involves Netflix, Sundance Film Festival. So hopefully beautiful. Uh, this, this comes through and there'll be another little check. It'll be super tight. But man, if you can, if you if you have anybody that that knows people that that do licensing, man, do it, bro. It'll, it's a beautiful check. It's a beautiful situation, and it's exposure in a way that you wouldn't even imagine otherwise. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, bro, man, I, I appreciate you calling in, man, and having a conversation with us today. Uh, the album, The Beautiful, will be out March 20th. Uh, the March pre- 20th, March 20th. The, the pre-order will be available now. You can go on iTunes, um, Google Play, anywhere yeah, that you can get music and, and go and uh, pre-order. We'll also put a link in the show notes, too, so they can go directly to pre-order the album. Yeah, um, so, yeah, pretty much underdogcentral.com. Yeah, you, know, gotcha. so you go to underdogcentral.com. Everything is gonna be right there. You can pre-order it all, um, make it happen, bro. Um, and I'm so excited. Man. I hope y'all enjoy the music, man. No doubt, man. Well, look, bro. Before you get out of here, man, how can people connect with you? Social media, man, all of that good stuff. Okay. Well, first of all, underdogcentral.com. That's the website. That's the hub for everything. Alpha Banks. Um, go on Twitter. Twitter.com slash underdogcentral. Instagram. Instagram.com slash underdogcentral. Throw a like my way, uh, facebook.com slash underdog central. And also uh, go on Spotify, follow Alpha Banks, and um, you know, Snapchat here. I mean, you can follow me there as well. I don't Snapchat often, but I do um, try to entertain that outlet. So Snapchat, Alpha Banks. Uh, but underdogcentral.com is where it's at, bro. That's where I'm at. For sure, man. Well, look, bro, I appreciate you again, man. Thank you, as always. Um, if you ever in the Atlanta area, you know where I'll be at, and, and we definitely here to support. Can't wait to hear the no album. Doubt, man. Man. I, actually, I, got a, I got a show in, Atlanta, in, in April in Atlanta, so you already invited. Oh, yeah, yeah, through. yeah. We're we going to link. Say no more, man. We got to go in and grab something to eat or something, man. I'll definitely be in the oh, room. Of course, of course. For sure, man. Well, look, man, this is Jay Good of the Straight Out the Damn Podcast, man. Like always, please subscribe on iTunes. Um, rate us, review us, tell a friend about it, man. We're out here trying to do some great things for indie artists, and, and so we need your support. And as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. He's Afro Banks. We out. Hello.